Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The supplemental draft is back for the first time since 2019. We're all winners today. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the man begging desperately for the Saints to be the team of hard knocks. And joining me as always is AJ, San Diego State to the SEC, Marchese. Heard it here first, it's a done deal. Today we'll be kicking off our 2024 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the non-FBS prospects. And I spoke with Idaho FCS All-American receiver Hayden Hatton, so listen through to the end and you can catch that interview. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. We've done it. We've made it to the summer scouting series, the bread and butter of our show. The non-FBS prospects. It's the grandest time of the year as we grind tape, spend all summer inside mm-hmm. in front of screens, ignoring our friends and family so we can educate ourselves ahead of the 2024 NFL draft that is 10 months away. What a life. It's the worst thing we do, right? But it's the most important, and that's why we do it. It's also the most fun. Sure. Some Sometimes. It's the most fun when you watch a guy and he's really good. I, I like this group of players as a whole. So... Let me tell you something which kind of boggled my mind uh, in terms of non-FBS prospects. This past draft, 2023 that is, there's 12 non-FBS prospects drafted, 10 FCS, 2 Division 2. Um, in 2020 and 2021, there was 9 apiece. 2022 had 25 non-FBS prospects. It was the year of the non-FBS prospect, I remember. Uh, apparently. 20 from the FCS, 5 from Division 2. Um, just 
wild. I think we're going to have more than 12 in 2024. I thought this was a pretty good looking Me too. group overall. I thought each each position position group whether uh I I had a draftable or not had a had a notable player to me that has a good a good chance of um kind of working their way into the mm-hmm. day 3 of the draft. Yeah, agree. Like um, I don't have that many draftable grades, but it's summer. I'm stingy. It's stingy summer up. You know how it is. Um but there's quite a few guys I could see getting to day 3. Yeah, there was that again. At least I felt like there was at least one guy in each position group who, oh, he he either has mm-hmm. the size, the traits, uh, the production, yeah, that that warrants like it, it, being on a on a list of potential draftable guys down the road. Um, yeah, I, I think already this group's better than last year's group. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I mean, I think twenty twenty two was probably the COVID extra year bump and which i mean of, of course these guys still yeah, have too sure. but you know when no one declared so yeah um you want to you want to dive right into qbs yeah i thought this quarterback group was was pretty interesting i didn't come away with any draftable grades me neither uh, um i think there's I, I feel pretty strongly about one guy who could push his way into that into that uh kind of late day three realm um and a couple other guys who i uh, I think there's at least four guys here who are going to be on NFL rosters this time next year. Yeah, I, there's. I agree. Like, there's just one. There's one guy that like I didn't know too much about coming in, and I come, came away where like I think he's got a really good chance to be drafted. And if not, like, I'm certain he's a professional starting quarterback somewhere. I think. And then there's like a few guys I'm like I think are going to be playing quarterback in the pros too, just uh, maybe not in the NFL. And so, who's your top guy in this group? I'm going with uh, Theo Day. Yeah. Okay. And 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 that's who I have as well. And the Northern Iowa mm-hmm. quarterback who was a Michigan State transfer, that Big Ten pedigree, four star recruit, six five two twenty five. And and to me, it was the arm that stood out. Like yeah. He has an NFL arm. Definitely. Absolutely. I, I mean, like you you see him like dropping some really nice deep balls, like you know fifty plus air yards. With, like, you know, not just, like, those straight old liners that, like, it's, like, okay, you complete it, but they're not that impressive. Good, good air on the ball. Um, and, like, yeah, you see, like, th- throw to throw. He's consistently making, you know, those really impressive, uh, you know, sideline out throws and opposite hash sideline throw Like, stuff throws like that outside the opposite hashes. Um, and, like, good, good velocity consistently, too. Yeah, he's, he's got an NFL arm, for sure. And... Decent mobility, kind of more more of a, a pocket passer, but could, yeah. could extend plays when he needed to. Um, and I just thought he was so aggressive vertically. Like a lot of these quarterbacks, Dinkin kind Duncan. of just run the yeah, yeah run the system, whatever. He he was attacking, and yeah. it didn't always pay off. And, and uh, he really does need to improve some of his his accuracy. Um, he is kind of a, a funky throwing motion that I think That's, it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but man, he, he, he was like, he has the ability to throw guys open. It's not mm-hmm. consistent, but if he can get there, I, I think he's a, a late day three guy. And I, I think at wor- worst, um, like he's going to be at the East West Shrine Bowl probably. Yeah. I, I mean, if that all goes well, yeah. Depending on who's at the senior bowl, like, I think that's, it's, it's a possibility, you know? Um, yeah, I think, I think just the one thing is kind of like, cause he flashed some nice ball placement too, you know, but like, you're right. That actually is kind of. Uh, inconsistent, but yeah, the, the 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 release is kind of like long and hitchy. That's kind of like the one thing where he's gonna mm-hmm. tighten up, you know, literally. 
Um, other than that, and yeah, like other than that though, there's the frame is there, the arm is there. Um, yeah, you can rip it. Yeah, like I, I think like at worst this guy is starting in one of the you know non NFL professional football leagues. Like I, I think he's that good, um, and at best like he's he's got talent. I, th- I like if I were to put money on it, I think he probably works his way to get drafted next year. Yeah, no, I, 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 and if you look at his 2021, his first year started in Northern Iowa, his 2022, like, there was a big leap, mm-hmm. um, both in terms of, of uh, consistent play and, and production, and I, I think we'll see that again. I think he's going to be in the thick of kind of FCS awards, um, and when you have the size in the arm like yeah. that and has have that kind of Big Ten pedigree so people know who you are a little bit already, that, that, that goes a long way. Uh, after him, I I, I kind of had a bit of a pick pick your poison type thing. Like, Me too. Do you prefer the tr- the tr- the guy with more size and athleticism. Do you prefer the guy who's kind of the works his progressions, checks it down under pressure, kind of smooth but lacks the physical tools? And and then there, I thought there was a guy who was a little more accurate and a, a little more mechanically sound. Who would you, who'd you, who'd you end up with? I, I think there's kind of like a tight group. There's no one like I'm really going to yeah. pound the table for at all. Yeah. So fun quarterback. Yeah, I slid at NC Central's Davis Richard next, mainly because he has the yeah. NFL size and, and, and the the physical tools that you look for. Um, has has a a pretty big arm. You can rip it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, good velocity. I thought. Like they ran him a lot. He's six three two fifteen, so, and it works because he's a good, physical. He's, he's a got good, good contact balance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I thought like he showed some pretty good footwork in the pocket too. Uh, not a guy who's like super accurate. You, you'd like to yeah. see him kind of connect on on those intermediate, intermediate and deep balls a little bit more consistently. But also a guy who the whole offense runs through him. Like when it's third and two, they're they're just running him, uh, and. To me, he just separated from the other guys because, again, the size and the athleticism in the arm. He, he feels like the most uh, among the rest of the group, like as an NFL player. Now, I, I think he's a potential convert because he's like he's got that size. He's a really good athlete. And he's really good with the ball in his hands too, right? And and I'm not saying like the arm is good enough too. And I, I just dark the accuracy is kind of what he's going to work on. Um, but no, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I think there's a road to him being like um, in the National Football League. Um, at some position, because he could be like one of those guys that they look at in the, in the Taysom Hill role, even though there's like literal Taysom Hill in this group. So there's one guy that is Taysom Hill, Rob. So talk about him. <laughs> He's not my next guy, but I, he is the most entertaining of these quarterbacks. I think it was Matthew uh, Saluka. He's the, he's the Christian or the Catholic uh, Taysom Hill because he's out of Holy Cross. Also 6'3", 215. Uh, led all FCS quarterbacks in rushing last year with 1,234 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, he is uh, – I forget which game I watched. But he is so much fun because the first snap he dropped it, picks it up, and, like, hands it off. And it was a flea flicker, and then he broke a sack. And he kept dropping the ball. But, man, he, he's, chaos. he's chaos. He's chaos, but he's a hell of a runner. He's big. He's strong. He's got good yeah. vision. He's got the burst. Like, he's legit Taysom Hill. Um He's good. Um, I don't. He's he's actually a guy who I think uh, I, I uh, uh, could be looked at as a convert. Absolutely, I, like, six three two fifteen. Yeah. Like maybe he's a receiver. Uh, maybe we bulk him up a little bit. Yeah, maybe he's an H back. But like the athleticism is certainly there. He yeah. put up freaking numbers at Holy Cross, yeah. like you said. Too. Um, Not a quarterback though. Ter- like, gonna... No, I don't think so. No, the 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 kind of quarterback in this group who doesn't have the physical tools 
but I could see really sticking on maybe it's a USFL or XFL roster as a backup is Michael Ayers from Samford, who I just don't think he has the arm or the size. Mm-hmm. He's 6'1", 211. He, he's actually transferred from Murray State to Juco to Samford. Um, but I thought he was re- like really uh, smooth throwing motion, good quick feet, uh, consistent accuracy underneath. Not like a great athlete or anything. Yeah. More more of a true pocket passer. But like I, I, I thought there were some some things there with him. Yeah, I I think he was like kind of my fourth guy. I put I put uh, he's my third. I put South Dakota State's Mark Arnaski over him. He's kind of feels CFL made. You can't deny it, Rob. He, he, he throw, yeah, 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 for sure. You throw on the tape. He's he's got he's sneaking already. He's made for the CFL, baby. Um, I like obviously I've watched like I think South Dakota State's the team we we watched most live the last couple of years. Obviously, he missed yeah he missed a whole season too or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, like I, I sometimes he was just making some um, questionable decisions, just like chucking it up in pressure and stuff. But the plays he was making, like you know, out of the pocket because he's a good athlete and, and finding guys consistently on the scramble was impressive. Uh, was making some like pretty solid downfield throws too. Um, just and but also you know just getting the ball out, taking what's there. Uh, that's another guy where I can see him, um, you know, getting a shot in the, in the CFL. Uh, I also like Eastern Kentucky's Parker McKinney a little bit. I thought he had a really smooth throwing motion. He had some flashy deep ball placement throws on tape. Um, just kind of a, a, a rhythm passer. Yeah. Uh, he, he'll be a five year starter this year. It's I impressive. It's impressive. Um, and. Uh, another guy who I, I could see sticking on, uh, maybe not in the NFL, but mm-hmm. he, what well, I think at least two of these guys are going to be at, um, whether it's the the Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl, or PA Bowl. Yeah, and, and if you just want to touch on Cam Miller, Cam Miller, he just that's kind of like the system, dude. I feel like we're like. You know, good good athlete. Like he just nimble. He's it's not special, but he he gets it done. And like you know, just enough. Like you know, decent release. Kind of kind of throw with a little bit of touch. But like just kind of the accuracy is hit and miss, and just just takes what's there. I think. Yeah, he's he's the in the Eastern Stick mold of North Dakota State quarterbacks. Um, he's a guy who has more eligibility, yeah. and, and I think we'll be talking about next year. Uh, Potentially. Potentially. A lot of these a lot of these uh FCS guys all still have more eligibility. It's also a lot Not of six year dudes, but <laughs> Yeah, all the quarterbacks are six year outside of like two of them, but um speaking of a guy who feel like he's been playing college football forever as we move to the running backs. South Dakota State running back Isaiah Davis. Um he's he's the, the lone draftable mm. I've got in the running back group. Same here. Uh, just like I did last year. Yeah, and he he's a true senior, but He's been playing in high-profile games. He, he initially was Pierre Strong's backup, yeah. but Patriots drafted Strong in the fourth round. Uh, Davis took over last year and exploded. 6'1", 220, legit NFL size, great contact balance, runs well behind his pads, uh, breaks arm tackles with ease. Like, very physical, rugged yeah. runner between the tackles, but has a little bit of, not not like big-time juice, but good good short area quickness to kind of create in, in space um, and get to the edge. He, he's a guy who uh, day three mm-hmm. guy, but I I think really interesting. And this is a very open running yeah, back class. It is, yeah. And he's got numbers, right? Like you said, the almost fifteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns this year. Um, you know, pretty pretty decent after the catch too, and catching the ball. Uh, I think pretty pretty solid. Not a not a lot of opportunities no. there. No. But uh, yeah, you'd like to see him. Like I'd like to see him end up at the at, at the Senior Bowl where we can get. Like, see how he looks 
um, consistently as a pass catcher. He's definitely a, a professional running back, though, for sure. He, he's kind of yeah. kind of gave me some like uh, poor man Zach Charbonnet vibes, where like he's a little upright too, you know, and he's but. But yeah, he's big physical and mean. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would like to see him just drop those pads a little bit more. Like he is physical and he's big and he is mean, but like just kind of lower those pads a little bit more consistently. But yeah, no, he's he's really well rounded too. I, I I think he's a really good back. And yeah, definitely, I think like like a fifth round type of guy for me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Uh, I just comparing him. Uh, obviously, don't skip the helmet, but comparing him to Pierre Strong, who. Uh, was there ahead of him i think the difference there is davis has so much more size yeah. but strong had a lot more explosiveness yeah. um i'm interested to see how isaiah davis tests yeah uh, me too me too but a back in this group who is a true junior with really ridiculous explosiveness is monmouth's yeah jaden sherden who i don't have a draftable on but this is a guy i could see not in the 2024 NFL draft. I don't think he's, again, true junior. But maybe next year we're talking about yeah. him. Uh, just like, man, he's got some ridiculous home run hitting ability with his burst. He's very elusive in the open field. He's kind of um, that satellite back type, but playing playing in an offense that doesn't necessarily use him a ton in the passing game. Um, yeah, only two catches this past year. Yeah, but man, he is ex- he is NFL explosive. Absolutely, yeah. He's my he's my second back in this group too, and like you said, only going to his true junior season. So like a guy like I think the potential is there. I just need to see more from him. But that that burst and the, the home run hitting is super impressive. He's kind of got like a funny funny build to him too. Like he's five nine one ninety, but like he's got like a bigger lower body. I found and like kind of like a small torso. So like I, that works for him though, you know. And the dude, like, runs really hard and, like, really frenetic, and he's he's really good. Yeah, that's a guy I just want to see more of. Obviously, like, he had a fantastic – he had 1,700 yards this past season, so it's not like he's he's not doing it. It's just, like, I want to want to see, you know, his coming in junior year and, yeah, maybe even another year, but the, the talent is there. Um, In terms of just, like, a, a pass catching back, I thought New Hampshire's Dylan Laub yeah. was really interesting. A guy who New Hampshire uses him – all around like he he's lining up at receiver he's motioning as a like a jet sweep player um he had i think he ran for over 1400 yards and then added in over 400 receiving i got the stats if you, got, if you want them i got them ran down oh yeah yeah. Sure. 1200 yards on the ground 15 touchdowns 49 catches 464 and two touchdowns yeah, it's a lot of lot of catches and he's got really good hands yeah that's his way into the nfl like mm-hmm. that rex burkhead third running back Catches the ball well. Want to see him a little bit more in pass protection yeah. because, again, that's going to be key for him. Um, but I, I could see – he's a guy who I could see being, like, a really fun role player um, in, in one of the other leagues even. <laughs> that's true, yeah. And, like, he, like, as a runner too, like, in one of the other leagues, he might be a starter because I think pretty, yeah. pretty well-rounded as a runner too. Like, he's 5'10", 207, so, like, that's good enough. Um, no, and, it's, you know, solid burst, solid vision, and then the what you can do in the passing game is kind of his um, – X factor there, yeah. I like I like Dylan Lab a lot too. And if you just want a fridge in the backfield, <laughs> Southeast Missouri State's Geno Hess, who is five eight two twenty two. I believe he has over four thousand yeah. career rushing yards already. School record um, for Southeast Missouri, yeah. Yeah, he's like Mike Davisy in terms of <laughs> just short, physical, and and bounces off tackles. Muscle, yeah. um, muscled sh- up, baby. Not not sure if he has the uh, the athleticism for the NFL, but. He's a fun football player. You'll never have to buy a drink in uh, wherever Southeast Missouri is. That's he's a legend. That's all you got to say. All right, you want to jump to receiver? Yeah, and I think I think we got to tip our cap to uh, 
our special guest of the show as their top guy now. Yeah, Hayden Hatton, the Idaho FCS All-American, who who watched the Eastern Washington game. Yeah. He has four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. Um, says school record was 16 on the season. I am a little biased because I spoke with him. Um, but what what was your initial takeaway watching the tape with him? I mean, four touchdowns the first time I watched that game. So it's like, yeah, that's a hell of a takeaway. First takeaway is, you know, 6'2", 205. He's tall. He's, he's got a strong build to him. Uh, tracks the ball really well, you know, like strong. I, I think the strength is really impressive to me where like he is bullying guys through his route. He's never getting knocked off. And he's like, I think two of his touchdowns, the DB that was in coverage ended up on the ground uh, from him. And it's just like the little stuff I thought, just like being a little physical through the route and kind of getting guys on their ass. Um, yeah. His, I thought his, his body control mm-hmm. and his physicality at the catch point are yeah. kind of like on, on top of his, his ball skills, ball track. Yeah are like just huge traits for him at the at the FCS level and, and 62205 like he's big but I thought he played bigger than that he did. even Yeah, he does. I agree. But like I think he moves smaller than that. Like you see some loose hips there. Yeah. Um, like I, maybe the, sure. the top speed may not be the strength, but like he he sells it well. Like you see a couple of routes, I think one of the touchdowns he just, you know, hit that hard vert to sell it and then kind of like, you know, broke off, but like physical there and that's kind of how he it threw the DB off balance and I think that's how he wins plus or like wins that way he can also win you know just bodying guys out or putting the ball up in in, in 50 50 spots and plucking it um he's, he's impressive and really impressive back shoulder too yeah and, and we've had obviously cooper cups the poster boy of fcs receivers in the nfl but um we've had 14 fcs receivers selected over the last 10 nfl draft classes um i we've had four the last two years yeah. even. He, I have a draftable grade on him. Do you? Yeah, I got a late, late day three. Yeah, and he, he's a guy who I, I think, um, just seeing him continue to improve as a route runner, yeah, and, and kind of expand that release repertoire, which is something he brought up to me uh, when I spoke with. I him. think the chops are there though for both. Yeah, no, for sure, and I, I think he does the subtle things well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like like selling the head fakes. Yeah. I think there was a, there was an out and up against Easter Washington. Where he he sold uh, the out really well before snapping uh, uh, into the vert, mm-hmm. and um, just continuing to build on those things. He's a really fun football player. Yes, he he's a, and he has to play the Kibbe Dome, which he, I think he talks about, right? So that's the best part. Yeah, it does come up. Uh, <laughs> I had another draftable receiver in this group, though. I don't, but I have another guy I, I really love. Okay, I'll go first, then you can go. Okay, I don't. I'm gonna. Oh, we're the same guy. Me. Same guy. Absolutely, okay. I love him. I, I need school. Only some schools put pronunciations it's on their really websites. Annoying. Yeah, and it's so appreciated when they do. Yes, uh, it is. But Fordham receiver Fodis Kokosulis. That's I butchered it for sure. Uh, but Northern Illinois transfers uh, kind of this feisty slot mm-hmm. receiver for Fordham, and, and obviously uh, had some great quarterback play last season. New quarterback this year, but. Um, who was it last year? Your boy Demarat. Yeah, Tim Demarat. Um, yeah, yeah. He's just I. He's a spark plug with the ball in his hands. Um, he's also a kick returner. Uh, creates well after the catch. I think needs to kind of improve as a red runner, but the the makings are there. You see it. Like he's explosive in his movements. Yeah. Uh, he can separate deep uh, and win vertically. He tracks the ball well for a smaller receiver too. 
I really enjoyed it. Me too. I, I mean, he was throwing the Ohio game where he went for like over 300 yards and had, you know, had 104 catches last year and 15 touchdowns and almost 1,400 yards. Like, he put up huge numbers last year. I, I, I think, like, yeah, he's explosive. He can get vertical. Um, but also, like, willing to go over the middle, making grabs in, in the junk, you know, clean hands, I thought. And I think, like, just the explosiveness and stuff is going to um, allow him to be a pretty damn good route runner. Like you said, kind of maybe a little bit of work to go, but I, I think that's going to come together. Because um, you see the change of direction um, and explosiveness in and out of cuts, that I think is going to just make him a good route runner. Um, he's 5'9", 180 on, on the Fordham page. Um, and I think that kind of can show a little bit of the catch radius is kind of limited at times. But for what he what he's asked to do, which is getting deep and kind of like working um, underneath, deep and underneath, uh, he's very good at that. Um, didn't put a draft ball on him, but I, I think he's I like him a lot. That's a guy like I think both Haddon and uh, Fotis. I'd love to see him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, a, a guy who I think is interesting uh, and could get a big bump this year, especially because he plays at North Dakota yeah. State, is Zach Mathis, who. Kind of, he's a six-year senior who started for the first time this past season. Actually, has a shockingly similar like career arc to Christian Watson. He does. Um, Yeah. uh, Like they found him in Florida. He he grew a lot. Now he's a six-seven receiver at North Dakota (laughs) State. Um, I thought with him, he he's got really good natural soft hands. Yeah. Great ball skills. Like he bends really well too. Yeah. Six-seven guy. Like he's flexible. Uh, he can pluck it a little bit. Want to see him, uh, a, a guy who not like a diverse route tree, would like to see that kind of expand. He, he's uh, got like nimble feet for a man his size too. Mm-hmm. He moves well. He and I want to see him, like he's a little bit of uh, like timber, like mm-hmm. the trees fall hard. Yeah. Uh, doesn't create a ton after the catch. But uh, he's a fun player who I think has potential. I think like, you know, he's six six two and nine. He's pretty thin. Uh, maybe just like adding, you know, hitting the weight room a little bit more, getting a little bit stronger. I think that would work wonders for him. But yeah, I like I like, I like Mathis a lot. Turn him, turn him into a wide tight end. <laughs> I, I like okay. I like him a lot. Um, the question, the question of the day: Which Yankee brother do you hire? Oh, it was splitting hairs for me, Rob. I, I thought, you know, we watched Jackson last year. I don't know if I watched Jaden last year. I, I don't think I did. I don't think I did either. We I watched Jackson. I liked him. I'm like, you know, this is a guy that's got a chance. But what, coming coming back with fresh eyes, right? I, right? I came away with Jaden. Yeah, I mean, this Jay, and it's funny they're different. They're, they're both six three two ten. They're, they're twins. They're really different though. But they're very different players who get used in very different ways. I love it. Which yeah. is really cool. Like so, J- Jackson Yankees like the wide receiver one, like the true X, yeah. outside guy, ball winner type, good body control, good ball skills. Jaden Yankee is like the offensive chess piece that they move around. He he's a, plays slot. The line him up at running back. Yep. He'll be a motion player. He's uh, both return punts, but uh, Jaden also returns kicks. Um, like Jaden will get the jet sweeps. Uh, more of more of a creator after the catch. I thought a little more uh, smooth as a route runner. We'll get more vertical although, too. Yeah. Uh, although I I think Jackson has better ball skills. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're different players, even though. It's hard to hard to figure out who's who at first. I think the the game I did was uh, Jackson had the white sleeves and Jaden had the had the blue. I'm like, that made it easy. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> they have to, I think. Yeah, I like Jaden. I like Jaden quite a lot. I mean, I like Jackson too. Jackson's a hell of a blocker. Um, Jaden Yankee. Yeah, he is. yeah, that's that's where I think his ticket is. But yeah, Jaden Yankee's kind of that you know. Yankee. Yankee. Yeah, I know. I have it written down, and I I had it Yankee. 
Um, but like, yeah, it can can do some damage, like you said, with the ball in his hands. Pretty physical too. I, I like that. Um, and like you said, the speed. It's, but like uh, Jaden's a little bit like he'll make the downfield grabs, but sometimes he won't. But like you said, Jackson's kind of like the more the the even though like the same size, he feels more like the bigger body type. You know, yeah. Like maybe like the Adam Thielen kind of I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I like both of them are good players. I think like I think you can see both of these guys in the camp next year. Yeah, I, I think um, both of them could be like PA Bowl mm-hmm. or better guys if if they continue to develop. A um, couple other two other guys I watched Central Arkansas's uh, draw Burns who. Fun little slot player, good punt returner, creates after the catch. Interesting guy because he's he was an Arkansas transfer and a former four star, but like. Just feels like I don't know. Maybe just hasn't got the full opportunities yet. Maybe maybe do for a huge year at Central Arkansas. And then Devron Harper mm-hmm. from Mercer, who's a Gardner Webb transfer, and another guy, kind of smaller guy, slot guy. They uh, feed him good, the ball. Yeah, explosive guy. Uh, they use him as a motion player a lot too. He's he's fun kick guy. return, punt return. He's fun. He's fun. I like. I think like he's good. He's really good with the ball in his hand. I don't know if he's next level good, but like really good for Mercer. Yeah. Uh, moving to tight end, where I think maybe the mo- one of the most interesting tight ends in this class, I, I couldn't get any tape on him because he plays Division Three football for St. John's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alex Larson, who dominates his level of competition. I watched some highlights. Me too. And they, were sick. they were sick. That uh, one had a catch. So I, it was awesome. Yeah, that one. Had, he, he had like three touchdowns in that game too. <laughs> um, so that that's a guy who. Don't have a lot to say on him just because could couldn't find any tape. But keep the eye but on him, yeah. That yeah, that that's a guy to have on the list. Um, but I thought Sac- Sacramento State using Marshall Mar- Marshall Martin uh, the way they do, so cool. He he's the size of a wide receiver. They just decide it, it, to play it, him at tight end and create massive mismatch. He'd be the smallest uh, Yankee twin or sibling. Yeah, to put it that way. He's six two two ten, but they're lining him up in line. Yeah. Uh, as a wide tight end, but like also they they use him in the slot. They'll play him at H back. They'll do tight end sweeps with him. Their head coach Troy Taylor is now Stanford's head <laughs> yeah. coach. Do you think they'll use Benjamin Yorsek like Ooh. this? Get ready, um, Yorsek for the Mackey. We start in the campaign right now. Yeah. Yes, please. I don't have a draftable grade on Marshall Martin, but. He's a really interesting player. Like in, in he, he obviously needs to add like tw- at least twenty pounds. Yeah. Uh, or you're converting him to a jumbo slot receiver, which is also interesting because that is something he can do. He creates really well after the catch. He's got good contact bounce. I, I thought he had good vision too as a ball carrier. Uh, but just he's just a kind of a chess piece for them that just creates match mismatches everywhere because he's too athletic for the fcs linebackers and he's too big for the fcs corners um he could be like a uh a chiga conqua well come on if he if he has like 30 pounds <laughs> i i i enjoyed martin as much as you did but i don't know if i have the the high when you're 6 2 2 10 i don't like i don't see like I'd expect more snap in Israel for a guy that's you know just a meaty wide receiver. I don't know. He's a lot of fun though. Lots of fun. Um, I I think like in terms of actual like NFL potential, I like give me Zach Hines. I don't care. He's six seven two fifty. Oh. He can block his ass off, baby. Yeah, he uh, my comps Matt Spade. <laughs> great um, comp. I feel great about it. Uh, six yeah six seven two sixty like yeah. because they had Tucker Craft, they used Tucker Craft as more of that move tight end. Yeah. 
and Heinz was just lining up as a Y all day long, just blocking all day long. And I'm excited to see him get more pass Me catching too. opportunities this season. Uh, be- because like he, he showed consistent hands. Yeah. He's like a good, trustworthy check down option. But obviously was the offense was not built to go through him or anything. Mm-hmm. So especially, again, with the Yankee Twins and, mm-hmm. and Tucker Craft. So seeing what Heinz does this year, because at bare minimum, he has the size and blocking prowess to, to I think, make it in the NFL. Me too. He's got, like, like, like you know, there's some good blocking tight ends in, in college that don't work out. But, like, he's got, like, he's got he's got plus. Like, he's not just good, it's plus. Right? Like, I think you see some really impressive blocks in space, too. Like, you're just latching guys and riding them. Like, he's obviously got the frame there. Um, it's just, yeah, he's kind of like the timber mover, too, you know. Like, he's not going to create too much separation on anything. But I will say, like, like you said, I'd like to see the expanded role. And I think... One area where he does show quite a bit of a – he doesn't press was the seam routes. Like he's a pretty interesting option with those big that big frame. Uh, he makes a really big target, of course. And I think he's just a better mover when you ask him just to go straight line. And it can be pretty interesting there. So I want to see if that that's kind of like the expander role from this year. Let him just get down the seams and you know block his ass off. Um, interesting dude. I, I like Zach Connors. You can definitely see his path through the NFL for him. Yeah, for sure. And – Something that helps Isaiah Davis, uh, obviously lots of lots of South Dakota State players to talk about today, but something that's helped Isaiah Davis isn't just the fact that Zach Hines is there as the wide tight end, but both both of the left side of the offensive yeah. line are going to play in the NFL, and as we move this offensive line group, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume your highest rated offensive lineman is a South Dakota State offensive line. Correct, and it's, it's Mason McCormick, the guard. Okay. Mason McCormick's my highest rated prospect in the FCS. He is mine too. I I like him quite like you know what at first because I, I saw that you were huge on him and I the first couple snaps I'm like, well, I'm not too sure. And then I think the more I watched, the more I liked him. Um he's first of all, he's got the neck rolls. So that that sells you. That sells you right away. And then you said, you know, for me though, you gotta earn it. And he earned it. Um <laughs> and like a guy that moves like to the second level pretty damn well, but like also has that like wide upper body with a very strong upper body you know and like playing through the whistle and uh, you know powerful when you're pulling he's just like a really powerful run blocker um like you said the the neck roll bump um as like pass protection i think can like he's got a good anchor um i think the feet might need a little bit of work but the strength is there and i i'm a a big fan of his i like that he he He's got good balance. Yeah, he does. Uh, good balance and base when it comes to pass protection. Yeah. But, yeah, he's making his money in, in the run game because, man, he is so violent on pulls. Yeah, he is. It's fun. He's got skip. His skip technique is so good. It is good, yeah. And, 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 man, he just fires up field and floors his head, basically. Um, but it, 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 he, he sustains blocks well, too, as just yep. – uh, yep. He, like he he can fit a gap or his own scheme. He climbs to the second level well. He seals linebackers off well. Um, he he's, I thought he was a very heady player. Like yeah, he is. He good eyes and, and helping. Yeah, 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 helps a lot in pass protection too. I thought one thing I, I'd like to see him improve a little bit with is the hand use. Like sometimes his hands get outside. Like mm-hmm. he's he's almost over mauling guys rather than just getting hands inside and driving. He's just trying to take them out completely and get a little shoot his hands a little bit wide that shows a pass pro in the game. but like i i fully see him we seem to always have a yeah fcs offensive lineman who goes in the top 100 i think he's got that agreed i don't i have like a fourth fifth round which is really high for the summer um big fan of like his. he he 
he looks like the the next guy who was the senior boy. Yeah, like, yeah. They show a picture of him. And he's, he's only wearing a neck he, roll and he's bare chest. He's like an eye patch <laughs> when he's a freshman and he doesn't anymore. Um, but he is, I think, the best uh, prospect in the FCS. But uh, his teammate next to him, Garrett Greenfield, I, I think's right up there. Oh, really? Left tackle for the Jack. I think he's like I think he's more of a borderline. I have like a seventh. Well, I think he's a really oh, good okay. player. He just doesn't. Let's talk about him. I, I okay. So with I, I think what he does really well is he moves really. Yeah, he well. does move well. He he's six six three oh five. He's a really good athlete. Get him out in space. He he's a, another guy who yep. climbs to the second level really well. I think that's his he, his he'll, ace in the he'll hole. He'll get it. Yeah, he'll get out in space too, and he he's got good vision to to kind of find the guy. He's uh, like if uh, if. Someone's coming crashing down. He'll he'll pick them up. He'll open a ton of space for Isaiah Davis big for big Isaiah Davis run. Um, in pass protection though, like his footwork is wonky yeah. and he plays a little bit high and like that impacts his anchor. Yeah. And his hands shoot wide, but uh, I I I think he he is the second best offensive line. I have one guy just just above him, but like I I like Greenfield. I think he'll. He'll like I think he's got a good chance to get drafted. I'm I'm a little less bullish on you, but I think he'll be in the NFL. I like <clears throat> I do think like I agree with you on the footwork and everything, like very much so. And I think kind of like he's got a he, he's already I think he took a leap from last year to this year, and he's kind of make another leap in like strength and just getting stronger. Um, but I do think like he he his footwork is kind of poor at times, but I feel like overall pretty pretty balanced and pretty quiet feet, if you know what I mean. Like that kind of so I think. I think if he just gets more work, that the feet can get really clean. I think he's a guy who's going to be moving inside. Me uh, too. Me too. Guard in his own. Scheme. Me too. That's that's where I think it's most likely. Okay, so who who's your who's your, who's the guy you've got as your second guy? By the way, I just want to say I like this group as a whole. This is a really good group. Oh, it's so fun. I only have three like, draftables, yeah. but there's a bunch of guys I can see getting drafted. I I have four draftables, but. A bunch of high-end UFA yeah. guys who you, it's not hard, like you said, it's not hard to see a path to these guys getting drafted. Yeah, I, no, my my second guy who I come away with liking a lot, just like I have him like a nose above Greenfield, is um, Yales Kieran Amiget. Amma- he is really yeah, Kadeji for me all yeah. day. Yeah, thank you for saying his name. Yeah. I don't think they pronounce. They it don't. Either. How does Yale not have pronunciation, guys? You're Yale. Because if you go to Yale, you got no. Oh, help. that's a good fucking point. You're right. We're the dum dums. Yeah. They don't help us. Okay, yeah. go on. Okay, six five three eighteen. Yep. True, true junior. Yep. I'm pretty sure, yep. which is insane. That's what I think so he, is, gives me the realis- bump too. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, he's not gonna be in the twenty. Like, no. How often have we ever seen FCS guys? Well, especially you're, you're at Yale. Early. Like, why, why are you leaving early? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but left tackle, who's who's played right guard. Uh, I think. He projects as a uh, as a guard at the next level because he can just maul. Man. Agree. Yeah, he's he's kind of got that like guard body to him. I don't think like he's a guy that oh you know you're kicking him to guard because he has no. It's just that he's got that makeup where he's got powerful hands, really good punch, and he's locking guys out really well. Just plays so physically. He's got that he he's got the ability to just collapse aside like that knockback drive power. I think next year when we do this show because I, again I, I agree he's probably not going to come out. He's going to be our top offensive lineman and maybe the top he- prospect. He looks like an like he has an NFL body. body he does right absolutely. Now, right? Yep. Like I could I, when I threw it on, um, I, I did not expect him to be as like look as good yeah. carrying that weight as he does, be as powerful as he is, but also like 
explosive at this. It's like yeah. he's not lumbering. There's some 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 guys in this group are freaking massive. Oh yeah, I love them. And and it hurts. It hurts them maybe <laughs> a little bit. Where he he's like an NFL sized power guard yeah, right now. Yes. Um, he, who just creates so much movement. He sustains his blocks oh, yeah. really well too. Like once he gets his hands inside on you, it's game over. Um, I I think in pass protection, it's just like hand hand placement does need to improve a little bit. Footwork's a little awkward. Feet, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think he's a guard. I right? like, me too. That gets hidden a little bit inside. But man, he's really good. He is really I good. I did not expect it. Who um, who's your other draftable? Uh, Jalen Sundle, the North Dakota State Center. I like him a lot too. I don't have draftable. I, you know what's weird? I like I like like this whole group really. Um, Sundle's just I thought I came away. He's just like he's really just a solid center. He he. I thought like okay, he's he's big a big he center, is big he's six yeah. five, but he's lean. He's two ninety eight. Yeah. Um, but but he moves really well. I thought like uh he got out in space really well. He climbed to the second level off uh, dub, doubles and climbs really well. Um. When when they uh, kind of pulled him, he looked really good. Um, he really has to because he's tall and he, he's kind of light in the pants a little mm-hmm. bit. He really needs to improve that anchor. He does, but he's got but, like he's sorry to step on your toes. He's really good at that like snatch and turn technique, mm-hmm. which helps him a lot, right? Uh, but because he's he's kind of lacking some strength and plays a little bit high. Um, and it shoots his hands a little bit wide. It can get the best of him. So my big concern is in pass protection. But mm-hmm. finding like six five center with the athleticism to play in his own system like him, I I think that's that's uh, like a seventh round guy right now. Um, that's fair. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I, yeah, he. <clears throat> I just thought like centers that size with those movement skills don't grow on trees so you have the ethan post um, comp i know you do it's okay yeah of course i do um another guy i really like eastern kentucky's josiah azirum yeah he's Azirum. he's really interesting like what six six three twenty like really really strong upper half but that nimble lower body i i thought former defensive lineman who's only started eight games doesn't look like it doesn't look like it we're like like yeah i think like the technique is you know needs to improve but you can say about a lot of these guys, even the ones you know we're, I, we're big fans of, yeah. right? I couldn't believe how light he was on his feet at that size. It's impressive. That's a guy I think that we will be talking about. Um, I, again, I like this group a lot because I think he was really impressive. He's a guy that like I thought is already pretty damn solid, and yeah, a guy that hasn't played a lot of off the line. I think he'll turn into something uh, quickly. Give him another year. Who else do you like here? I like I like the whole group. Okay, we haven't we haven't talked about any of the big boys yet. So how about uh, Anim Donkwa from uh, from Howard? The biggest of boys. Woo! Um, from uh, Ghana, he's at Howard. He's six eight three sixty five. He's the biggest offensive lineman in this class. Yeah, I love it. it you know he's thick. He's thick from toe to to, to top of his head. I love it. And he, he brings the power. You know, he, he brings the power, and that's what he does. And I thought for a guy his size, he's a pretty good mover. I was pretty impressed by the movement skills. Um, you know, he's, he's raw, but yeah. like, man, you don't find guys no. with, with the, like you said, with that size and that athleticism, he's worth like, he's worth a, a priority mm-hmm. undrafted free agent grade and bring him in, get him on the practice squad, see what we can find. Yeah. There. He, he's also a true senior. Yeah. He's also less raw than like other guys we've seen. I feel like that, you know, have been uh, yeah. projects. 
Um, no, I don't think there was like a four guy, like I just to keep going down with names. Um, I thought the other North Dakota state offensive lineman, Mason Miller was interesting. Cause that's another guy that just mm-hmm. works the second level really well, really athletic mover. Yeah. Probably another guy that's getting kicked inside. And at six, seven, that's a little bit of a concern, but cause I think like he's kind of like pass pro kind of got oh. that soft inside post and stuff, oh. but yeah. Oh. Also has another year of eligibility, yeah. so I don't suspect he'll be in this draft yeah. class. But, yeah, it's funny that him and Sundle are both 6'5 plus but under 300 pounds. And both move really well, yeah. And both move really well. Uh, I like Jalen Travis Me too. Um, from Princeton. Another guy at 6'7", 310. I thought he moved really well in the run game. Yep, um, he does. He looks like a, a guy who could work his way into late day three conversation. I agree. Forward kind of needs uh, improvement, kind of segmented, but yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, Michael Jarrell from Finley, which is division two. He's a six year senior, but he's in, in, in just two ninety four. but another guy who was, I like he, you throw in the save and it's D two and he's clearly mm-hmm. the best player on the field. Just what you he's need. the most athletic and yeah. the biggest. And like, I thought his footwork was way better than that. I was expecting his footwork to be all over the place. Just, I mean, you're a division two offensive tackle, but it was a lot more put together. Um, this with these other guys. So, yeah, that's fair. I mean, Mike Edwards, we talked about last year. He's the biggest man. Love him. Love him. Outside of, outside <laughs> of, of I want to see them beside each other. I want to see them play basketball. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's another, you know, he's been solid at Campbell come from Wake. He's another guy that's thick from head to toe. I I love that. Yeah. Um I, I put Danko ahead of him, but you know, from that side always something there. Uh Richmond's Ryan Cole's not bad, you know, like six five, three twenty four, kind of a guard playing tackle too, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That's a good size, really well Former built. Tight end. That's impressive. Yeah. To get <laughs> that he's that big. Um but another guy, you know, kicking inside. He's not bad. That is a really good group overall. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, moving to – unless you got anyone else you want to No, we can move on. Okay. Let's move to the defense where you, – you know what's funny? I feel like there's always less defensive guys. Then we end up, like, not knowing about a guy like Barte Mapu this time yeah. last year, and then he ends up being third round or guys like that. Or, or there's always, like, one defensive guy who's a freaky athlete, whether it be Mapu or Kyle Duggar a couple of years ago yeah. who really shoots up the board. I have a feeling somebody we're talking about today is going to be a top 100 pick. I don't know who, but I, I just know it's coming. And six months from now, I'll wish I liked him. You know what's funny? Um, we always have, like, the long, lean edge that seems like, okay, this could be the top 100 guy, and it's never them. Yeah, it was uh, B.J. Thompson last year. B.J. It's been Isaiah Land. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, like, it's it's always one, and it's, it ends up being them. Um, All right, we'll start on the interior defensive line where my highest-rated guy on defense is mine too harvard's thor Griffin. yeah he's a fucking monster i, I love him uh also worth noting three of the guys we're talking about on defense today were on uh i think three yeah three we're on the freaks list last it's year, pretty impressive including thor griffith yeah who who just the best player on the field when he's on the field. yeah 305 um he'll play kind of any spot on inside that they ask like i i think he he is his best spot might be as a one tech. They'll play him there. They'll play him as a true nose. He plays a lot of two tech and and three tech, uh, but he's just more powerful, more explosive, and quicker than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, um, wrestling background. I think that's kind of noticeable. With, yeah, with his balance and everything, um, leverage. leverage. Yeah, I think like he's always coming to that four point stance. He's really squatty, but like he's just like he's really just muscled up. Like he's just got a big build to him and. 
damn that that explosiveness i think i forget which game it was but like i think he made a tfl or was in on the tfl the first three snaps of the game we're just coming out of a stance but like all like you know shooting gaps with ease but also like the hands are pretty damn advanced like he's got a good repertoire and the 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 athleticism to change directions and everything i think like and like you said he's got the size um i think this is the guy that's gonna be the top 100 pick um i think like it needs to maybe finish more consistently um, especially, you know, at the, you know, when you're, you're tackling the Cornell boys, you gotta, that's why I watched that. You gotta, you gotta finish up against Cornell, but no, I, I Griffith is really impressive and Hey, 1500 of the SATs. That's what really matters. So you get a little bit rem- reminding of, uh, Harrison Phillips for me, a little bit, a little bit, but I think he's got more, uh, pass rush upside. Yeah. So he, he showed a really consistent club swim yeah. move that worked for him. Uh, I was watching him against Merrimack where he was like part of four sacks in that game. Um, so he can win with that. He's also got, uh, he can shoot gaps with his quickness. He get it just bully with the leverage you were talking about. Um, good, powerful pop in his hands. He, for only being 305, like he can absorb in, it, in each space pretty It's because well. he's so well built. You know, he's. he's yeah, he's cause he's so short. And yeah, yeah, he's really well built. Like, I, he might not be 6'2, but he definitely is 305. Like, he's. he's He's also a retro junior, yeah. but so I don't know that he'll be coming up. But like, yeah, he was on the freeze list last year, so he's definitely on everybody's radar. Mm-hmm. He's put up massive numbers. Um, I think he's had like over twenty TFLs the last two seasons. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I thought he was like he. I, he's he's he, my highest, my second highest rate player after um, McCormick. Yeah, same, same. Um, how many draftables do you have on defense? But not that many. But I also didn't get to as many defensive players as I did offensive players. Just hand up. Because um, you're an offensive player. I, look, I'm offensive line. That's why I'm grinding over there. Um, he's there's also always just so many offensive linemen you get caught up. That's what always happens to me. Um, no, I, he's my only one that I actually gave a uh, draftable to. Okay, I've got three, okay. but he is the only one in the front seven. Um, Anyone else on the interior also, that you want to touch on? I, I just want to mention Jesus Gibbs from Townsend. <laughs> yeah, we t- who's a S- South Carolina guy mm-hmm. transfer. Yeah. Uh, who was also uh, he was on the freaks list. There's actually four guys on the freaks list who was hurt last year. So he's yeah. a guy who uh, we talked about last year got hurt. I think he, he, he's going to be a guy whose name will pop up a little bit again. Uh, I also watched Chattanooga's Marlon Taylor. Because, played both ways, right? Gibbs, they got to throw that. Yes. Out there. Yeah. Yeah, but off the line, uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, but with Marlon Taylor from Chattanooga, I actually ended up him. He caught my eye when I was watching Devonshaw Maxwell mm-hmm. for last year's class, and uh, he's kind of that six one three ten new wave one tech. I don't have a draftable on him, but I like him a little bit. We always got to um, show up the mocks too. Okay, so with this edge group, there's a lot of production. I think the biggest issue is there's not a lot of size. Yeah. Uh, these guys are sub 240. Yeah, and, like, there are, like, the bigger body guys, but they're kind of, like, the more squatty builds, you know? Like... Yeah, so... It's, it's either they're, want... they're heavier but not long or, or undersized. Yeah. 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 So, to me, the, the guy with the best shot from this group to get drafted is Central Arkansas's David Walker, who was initially at d2 southern arkansas mm-hmm. where he dominated transferred up to central arkansas this past season dominated like fcs all-american he should have been transferred to arkansas yeah that's the natural progression but he did um six two two sixty so like you're saying kind of not long yep. muscle has the weight yeah. yeah and he was a guy who was on, again he was on a free on the freaks list um it shows he wins with power yeah. 
like he can convert speed to power he he just kind of leans on being stronger and more explosive than everybody else like he's very raw and he's developed his hands um but he can set up me and like i don't have a draftable grade on him but i very much see a path to him being drafted. me too I, I think for me he's the second best defensive player i watch in this group okay um don't have draftable though either but yeah no that the, just the compact muscled up frame at 6260 like you said and just the the power that he brings We're like yeah it's it's the hands aren't there yet but like he just knocking dudes back but like got the, got the movement ability you know he's got a nice quick inside move to win too i i think he's really interesting um who, who else did you like from this group well the problem is the next guy i liked is sub 230 edge chattanooga's jay person stand up three four outside uh app state transfer uh explosive first step a uh, bit of a speed rusher plays really hard but again he's 224 and yeah. the next guy I like is John Pius from, from William and Mary, William Mary yeah. who's six two two thirty. Like they just don't have the NFL. He's super explosive and rocked up. He's also a redshirt junior, so yeah. maybe a year from now we're talking about him a little more. Um, and then there's like UT Martin's uh, Dalen Dotson, who's two eighty, but not super long. Um, so yeah, six three. More of an edge setter, plays a little bit more inside, like as a four. Injured Hank uh, Bachmeyer, so that's I don't know if that's a plus or a knock. Yeah, um, but he felt really bad. He did, about it. yeah. Like that, uh, Dotson's interesting because he got some movement ability. I think that's a name to watch. Um, I didn't mind the other William and Mary, Nate Lynn. He's kind of like six three, yeah, two fifty five, and yeah, another kind of has some weight to him, but not as long. Yeah, and they kind of move him inside and outside. Like it's he's it, better better hand usage than I thought than Pius though. Like just watch them together. And, yeah. I think he's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Anyone else you? Yeah. I mean, then there's like Gardner Webb's Ty French, who's again, he's like 230. Yeah. But he's super, yeah. super rocked up and explosive. Uh, but yeah, like that, that was the problem. Was it, it was hard to find a combination of length and explosiveness and weight. Yeah. It's kind of always happens. Yeah. Uh, linebacker. Who's your, who's your top guy? I didn't see too many of the linebackers. Okay, so the linebacker group's like not super exciting. There's um, no, but there was a free. There's no green hog in this year. Guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we missed on Mapula. We did, we did. Uh, uh, but Holy Cross's Jacob Dobbs is on the freaks list, and he got hurt like two years ago. He's made every tackle on the field. I think he only played four games this past season. He's short though. He's six foot two thirty seven. He's he's he screams undrafted special teams linebacker <laughs> he is a, a bullet you see the explosiveness he's super aggressive um it's like playing on passing downs is the concern and and, and like more consistent uh with his instincts and stacking and shedding because the lack of length but he, like the explosiveness shows up um the next guy i have with south dakota state's adam bach but like he's sub 220 yeah. i think the problem is there's less it's harder to find when it comes to the NFL draft, the best defensive prospects tend to be from the the premier schools yeah. because height, weight, speed is easy to find important. and easy to find. Yeah, <laughs> and and for the to find those guys at the FCS yeah. school is just like if you're six five, two thirty at eighteen, even if you're not super productive in high school, but you're supposed to like you're going to get a a, a high end scholarship. You're not going to yeah. be in the FCS. Where it's like offensive line takes more time to develop. Um, receivers kind of just pop up out of nowhere, yeah. like from any school running back, same deal. 
So I think that's part of the the issue in terms of funding. It, yeah. Definitely, and that's why just Georgia has all the all the guys. Georgia and Bam, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's especially front seven players. I think it's it's it, you know, we see more FCS definitely drafted yeah be, because they're more like the receivers where you can kind of find them anywhere. But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Armand Bailey was Sac State's other linebacker who played next to Mapu. He he was a little bit fun, but I didn't have draftable on him. Um, but I have two draftables in the secondary. Is it? Do you start with Abraham Williams? <laughs> okay, no, but I do want to bring up that Abraham Williams, who's not a starter at corner for <laughs> Weber State, but is the best kick returner in college football. He he set the FCS record with four 100 yard uh, kick return touchdowns this past season. He's all he's also like well built, like he's like six one. Uh, I I want to see like if he actually plays some corner. Yeah, Except- like he's I don't I don't even know how to talk about him, but man, he like he can return kicks. Like he, I know the NFL is trying to get rid of. I know, returns, but man, he, he's fun. Like he's got that classic. Like you throw him on, and you know he's you know he's got that classic kick return threat style. Like just pick him up, put him down with his feet, and, like that that subtle like hip movement to kind of make us miss, and like the long speed. He's legit. He's a legit legit kick returner. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder, wonder if he can get – I don't know, yeah, because it's just not as important because they're trying to get rid of it. So I don't know if he can get drafted. He's, he's also got two more years of eligibility. He does. So maybe he'll find his way onto the field more often as a corner. It's hard for me to imagine then, you know, when you're in the FCS and you are got the athleticism like that, that you're not going to make your way onto the field um, yeah. as a you know position player. Yeah. Okay, so who's your who's your draftable, guys? Um, so NC Central's Khalil Baker. The, the DBU, as I like to call him. Yeah, six foot one eighty five, kind of Swiss Army knife DB for them. Plays too deep. You'll see him play some single high. He'll play nickel. I think nickel might be his best spot. Um, he was the defensive player of the year in his uh, in his conference last year too. The yeah, um, You'll see him man up on slot receivers, and he looks really good at it. Like his feet are really like he's got very patient feet, but quick feet, uh, loose hips. He's super sudden. Um. He's got good instincts and eyes in his own coverage too. Uh, willing tackler, not gonna press anybody as a, a, a as a as a nickel, but man, he I I think there's there's something there. Well, what, what round you got on right now? Like late day okay, three. Okay. Late day three. By the way, yeah, but like not to you know kind of rain on any praise, but we should be talking about Travis Hunter right now. I just want to say that. Hey, well, he wouldn't even be draftable because he's a true sophomore, so. We still would have talked about him. We still would have talked about him. No way. I wouldn't have let you. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, Khalil Baker, super sudden, uh, well-built guy, can man up on slots, um, can play a little bit too deep, has fluid hips, good eyes, uh, willing tackler, um, good take-on skills. I I think he's interesting. The other guy I really liked, who was, like, the last person I had time to watch – Southeast Missouri State's Lawrence Johnson, um, who he's listed at six foot one ninety six, but like looks bigger than everybody on the hmm. field. So I don't, I don't know if it's like. Do you remember watching Kyle Duggar at Lenoir Ryan and he was like, "This is the biggest player in the field." Yeah. He's also playing in the secondary. Yeah, that's that's what it like reminded me of. Like he's not as big as Duggar at all, but like that was the vibe I had. Um, but so what's fun with him is. At first, I'm watching. He's like playing two deep safety, blah, blah blah whatever. Oh, he's coming down. He's playing a little bit of overhang. Oh, now he's playing some single high. Then he just had like ten straight snaps playing linebacker, making plays too, like TFLs, uh, 
zone drops and, and getting his hand on balls like very good eyes in zone coverage very good instincts um not the most explosive guy smoother than he is sudden um and not the most aggressive tackler but uses his length well and, and gets guys down like not aggressive but good take on skills feet are like can struggle when he was like manning up on slots but i i liked him a lot i liked his versatility and physical or not physicality uh instincts and uh consistency as a tackler um i feel like the only other player that was like the same big size as duggar was uh Derek young <laughs> just his t- i know we're not talking defense but i mean but i remember how funny it was watching his tape on the offensive side when they're running the the, the, the wishbone the <laughs> or, yeah the wishbone he's this massive receiver but he's yeah like lining up as a wingback oh, we didn't get any of those any of, i guess i guess martin was the, the closest we got to that this year but yeah um then three three corners i didn't have draftables on but i liked them weber states maxwell anderson northern iowa's woo governor and stephen f austin's jeremiah walker plus woo governor gets on the all-name team yeah um, Jeremiah Walker was like a long press corner. Wu Governor more of like g- good length to him too, but more more of a off zone guy. And Maxwell Anderson, I just really liked um really liked his footwork. You know, like good change of direction. Two of these guys wound up at the Senior Bowl too, or like maybe Probably, maybe we, we yeah. miss them at the it, always. Um, Jim loves the the small school corners. Got to give him credit. Yeah, and then Central Arkansas, Tamorian Wilson is a safety, good box safety. Um, just kept making tackles against the run. I think popped a little bit, but that's kind of it here for me. Anyone you want to talk? Not about? really. I didn't. I didn't get to see to any of the DBs. You just didn't do what you're supposed to do. What else is new? Um, Called being a rebel, Rob. Well, hey, uh, Marcus Hooker, Youngstown State, Ohio State transfer, and his brothers in the NFL. So yep, that's true. Some, something to keep in mind. All right, get, we'll we'll make our picks. I'll give you the town of the week. You listen to the Hayden Hatton interview, and then we're done, I promise. Who do you have winning the FCS? You got to go with South Dakota State. <laughs> Repeating. I looked, la- I looked last year. I was like, I had North Dakota State over South Dakota State. I looked the year before. I had I had North Dakota State over South Dakota State. So this year, I go South Dakota State over North Dakota State. I didn't look at my last year. I think I picked South Dakota. I don't know. I'm maybe just giving myself too much credit. You, you Well, you definitely had these two in the Yeah, that's, that's year, for so. sure. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to change it up. I'm not going to say say North Dakota State falters, and it's uh it's it's U N I and South Dakota State this year, and so and the and the Jacks take it. Uh, who you got taking home Walter Payton? Uh, the Walter Payton. <sighs> good question. The best offensive. It's player. a good question. I think it's a tough question. Um, I'm just going to Isaiah Davis because of name brand. I like it. It should be, but you know, there's a lot of options on that offense, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll just line with Davis. Uh, Buck Buchanan, defensive player of the year. Award. <laughs> By the way, the the college the FCS awards are so much better. Uh, oh, way better. I got I gotta go with Griffith, even though I don't know if it's gonna happen. But it's, it's gotta be my pick. I'm go. I'm going with David Walker because he had 66 tackles, it's... 22 TFLs, and 12 sacks last year. And his loan or in the year before at Southern Arkansas, he had 19 and a half TFLs. Who won last year? Yes. Uh, Actually, I don't know. Not Isaiah Land because he won the year before. Yeah. Uh, it was a linebacker who's not like didn't get drafted. I don't remember the name of. Yeah, Greenhawk, yeah. the the tackle machine. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't <laughs> him. Stop. All right, 
You ready for the town of the week? This show's off the road. Zeke Vandenberg from Illinois State. Yeah, see, it was someone I didn't know. Town of the week. Let's. Yeah. You have so many to choose from. Yeah, but guess who I chose? Fargo. No, God, no. Moscow, Idaho. Oh, of course. Of course you did. Moscow, Idaho. Home to the University of Idaho Vandals. with a population of 25,850 as of 2021. Um, the stadium they play in, of course the world-renowned Kibbe Dome, which opened in 1975 and has a capacity of 16,000. Uh, it was named after William H. Kibbe, a construction exec from Salt Lake City and the primary benefactor of the project. He contributed $300,000 in 1974. See if, he, see if you can get him on the podcast. It's so, it's so, I'm so happy he had a good last name because otherwise, like, who cares? But Kibbe's a great, it is a great name, name. For, for a dome. Do we know how how um, Moscow got the name Moscow? Did you look into that history? No. I, 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 I'll look into that. Uh, okay. Uh, some notable University of Idaho alumni. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer Jerry Kramer from those Packers teams. Um, Sarah Palin. <laughs> I actually know that. Here comes a huge huge curveball that won't like hit for many people, but will for you. Uh, Marilyn Dennis. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> right? Isn't that weird? From the Marilyn Dennis show. Uh, uh. And uh, a Torontonian uh, show, I guess. Uh, maybe people know Cabby because he left <laughs> for her show. I remember that infamously. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then finally, Tom Cable. Oh, of course. Of course. Was, is, like that alumni list was made for you. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. Uh, some notable people from Moscow. Uh, Bryce Callahan, the uh, NFL nickel, is actually was born there. That's cool. Seems really weird. Uh, Darren Doan, who directed Blink-182 music videos. Um, Andrea Lloyd Curry, who's in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh. Uh, musician Josh Ritter, who I couldn't figure out if I knew who that was or not. It sounds familiar. It does, but I think there's somebody else with that last name that we know. Like an actor, maybe. I didn't work that hard on this. Um, Lawrence H. Johnston, the only person to witness all three nuclear bomb explosions <laughs> of World War II. Wait, why? By the way, it's it's Jason Ritter, who's, you know, the voice on, uh, you know, Jason Ritter. Yeah, yeah, Dipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falls, yeah. Okay, so now I've got a, a question. So I interviewed Hayden Hatton. Right? Mm-hmm. His twin brothers, uh, Hogan, is on uh, on the football team as well as long snapper. Uh, their cousin uh, is on the basketball team. Well, there's also a notable person from Moscow, and I wish I knew this when I interviewed him, named Shay Hatton, who was a screenwriter on John Wick 3 and 4. Weird. So I, I wonder if they're related. Hayden, please let me know if you listen to this. But the, the Vandal Haddons are from Arizona. I know. That's why I was interesting. I was like, is this just weird coincidence? Maybe they're distant cousins. Anyway, uh, a couple things to do if you're ever in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, you could go to the Hamilton Lowell Aquatic Center. Uh, Rants and Raves Brewery. That's good. That's name. a good name. The Spring Valley Reservoir, which looked quite pretty. Uh, Puzzle IQ. Not totally sure what that is. The University of Idaho is a climbing center. Can so you, if you like rock climbing, can you get a rock climbing degree from Idaho? I think so. Uh, there's a, uh, also the Flying Squirrel Trampoline. Love park. it. Great name. Yeah. And, and finally, the Yarn Underground. 
What what is that? It's like an underground knitting club. Maybe that's cool. You have to go to Moscow to find out. I will. Um. Anyway, that that'll do it for uh, our non-FBS prospect talk. Uh, we're gonna tackle what the you want to do the conference USA next? Kusa, baby, let's do it. Um. So keep listening. You can listen to me talk to uh, uh, Idaho's FCS All American receiver Hayden Hatton. Uh, please enjoy. I'm here with Idaho FCS All American wide receiver Hayden Hatton. How are you doing today, Hayden? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So, first of all, you set a school record with 16 receiving touchdowns last season. Was that something you went into the season knowing you could achieve with Giovanni McCoy, or is is that something that kind of came together as you built that chemistry? You know, I think reaching for a goal like that is awesome, but it's tough to to see it preseason, right? Mm-hmm. The the way the season went and molded and changed uh, so drastically from one season with our old coaching staff to our new coaching staff was very unpredictable and I think um, was unlikely, you know? And so and being able to achieve something with with such magnitude is awesome and it's something that you just work for every day of practice and you, you know, you go every game, one game at a time to where um, you're not necessarily looking at the stats and, and stuff like that till till the end of the season. And, and speaking of stats, I was watching your tape against Eastern Washington where you had four touchdowns in the first half and your ball skills and body control kind of were popping off the screen. Are those traits you pride yourself on? Yeah, I think that's something that where I really separate myself. You know, I track the ball very well in air. I catch the ball very well. Um, I've been a, I've played football, basketball, baseball my entire life, and uh, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. And I think when I see the ball up in the air, it's just similar to going up and getting a rebound, mm-hmm. right? Where you just jump up and go get it and high point the ball, and and I think that's something that uh, that's a crucial element to my game along with, with creating separation and stuff at the line and at the top of my routes. But going up and getting the ball is something I'm not scared to go do. And, and is there anything specific you're working on to improve uh, this for this upcoming season to maybe obviously better yourself as a player but also potentially catch the NFL's attention? And are there any receivers you watch to kind of take pieces of their game and, and model your game after? Yeah, I, I mean – I watch a lot of receiving tape from the NFL. I watch a lot of Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. a lot of Justin Jefferson, um, a lot of Cooper Cup, you know, another big sky guy. Yep. Um, they just they all do things so well in the NFL and they all do things so differently. Right? Like you like Justin Jefferson is so great at high pointing the ball and it's something that I, I feel like I, I have a great grasp of. Mm-hmm. But I watch Devontae Adams' releases and what he does at the top of his routes that are so impressive that I'm trying to incorporate more into my game. And then a guy like Cooper Cup, who just is all around a great wide receiver, who understands coverages, who understands how to get away from people, who understands how to win. And so you, you kind of, as you watch these guys, you take a little bit of everything from them. And I think one one important thing that I'm taking into this summer training is for one getting bigger and stronger and faster right every year that's the main goal for i think every athlete around the country is to get faster and stronger Mm -hmm. and uh and another thing that i'm really trying to emphasize is just my knowledge of the game 
you know, I have a great, uh, great grasp of it. I understand coverages, but going into my final season, I want to be able to line up and, and truly know exactly what's going on on every play and, and be able to tell when they're disguising a cover four or they're either rolling to the field or the boundary on cover three pre-snap, you know, stuff like that will really help my game. And you mentioned Cup, who's obviously kind of the poster boy of FCS receivers, especially with the way he he dominated two years ago for the Rams. And this past in the past two NFL drafts, there's been four FCS receivers selected. And and so, for you, has the NFL been something you've had your eye on? And and was there a moment when you realized this is something you could do professionally? You know, my entire life I've dreamed of getting to play in the NFL. I'm I'm a football player at heart. I love playing football. I I enjoy the locker room, the grind of it. I enjoy I enjoy waking up every day and, and putting the pads on and, and going to play just because, you know, it's inevitable that it's going to come to an end at some point. Mm-hmm. And so when I finished my high school career and I had the opportunity to go play in college, I was blessed and ecstatic to do it. And now as I finish up my college career and continue having success, I you know, the, the sights of the NFL, my dreams are coming closer and closer to becoming true. And so that is definitely something I'm striving for. And I think, um, I think I always knew I, I could do it. It's just, I needed, um, there's a lot of puzzle pieces that go into being a receiver. You know, I, first of all, I don't get to call any of the plays. And I think that's something that a lot of people watching football don't truly understand is that, you don't really get to decide when the ball comes to you or if we're even going to throw the ball, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a very passive game and the game as cliche as it sounds has to come to you. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a quarterback that I trust in and who trusts me to go get the ball and have a offensive coordinator and a head coach who, who trust, uh, trust me and trust my offense. And, and so along those lines, you know, takes it takes a community. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your head coach, Jason Eck, and he, he came over this past season from South, South Dakota State where he was the offensive coordinator, and he had a hand in developing multiple offensive players selected in the NFL draft like Pierre Strong, Chris Aluticon. And, and so how important is your development to have a coach with that type of experience? Yeah, Kochek is, well, first of all, Kochek is the man. We, he's the mayor of Moscow. Everybody <laughs> loves him. And he's just done a great job of getting the entire community of Moscow behind him. Um, and, and that's a hard thing to do. This Moscow is a, is a smaller town, and it's a football town. And when you have the entire community behind you, you start selling out games. You get people caring about Vandal football again. So for that, I'm forever grateful for him. And he's just an amazing head football coach. He understands how to get people to buy in. He understands how to get people to to change their perspective and, and learn how to win. And he's just he's a great leader to us. And, and you guys um, took Idaho to their first – FCS playoff appearance since 1995 this this past season and, and so and, and all while you were setting school records and so are there any specific individual and team goals heading into this season yeah I think a big team goal of ours is to to go undefeated at home mm-hmm. we have a really tough home schedule you know we have Montana State Montana Sac State and Idaho State mm-hmm you know, so if we could go undefeated at home, that would 
that would just set us up for a great, great season. And and then again, another team goal of ours is to win the Big Sky. And as an individual goal, I just wanna, I just wanna remain a a, a consistent player for the Vandals that we can lean on, and uh, and keep providing in crunch time. And you were a tight end, tight end in high school, and and so and in your first year at Idaho, what was that transition like for you to go from playing one position, uh, to to kind of becoming the go to target in the Vandals' offense? So I, I I know it says I was a tight end in high school. I truly was not. <laughs> I played receiver. I just was a little bigger, and it was helping a lot of coaches that were coming in for me to get recruited were saying, oh, you can play tight end, you can play tight end. So I just, I, I ran with it because I wanted to, I, I, I love football, I want right. to play football, and it didn't matter what they were asking me to do, I was willing to show up and, and give my absolute best effort in doing it. And so my freshman year, I came here uh, to the University of Idaho and and was a, uh, a one of our like wide receiver tight ends, mm-hmm. where I was more split back and didn't necessarily have my hand in the dirt right. all that often. Um, yeah, running the, running the routes and, and, you know, being a package player. And at the end of the year, we had a couple wide receivers go down and they're like, Hey, put Hatton in there at receiver against NAU. And I had two touchdowns and never gave the X position back. So I kept it. <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm glad it, glad it worked out that way. Cause I'm, I truly am a wide receiver. And, and so for you, how, how did you end up landing on Idaho? You, you played high school football in Arizona. So do you, do you mind telling me a little bit about your recruitment and, and what you, led you to commit to the Vandals? Yeah. So I had quite a funky recruiting process uh, simply because I, I got, I had a lot of opportunities from a lot of different, types of conferences and different levels of football. So I had, I had like Louisville, Nevada, Reno army, and then I had a, a majority of the Ivy leagues and I had a couple schools like South Dakota or uh, not South Dakota, uh, San Diego, uh, USD. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I had a funky recruiting process where I didn't necessarily know what, what I would be committing for either for education or football. Or, right. So, and I, and I really wanted to play with my brother because I have a twin brother uh, who plays football here mm-hmm. at the university as well. So we, we both committed to Brown. It was the first school to offer both of us. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt like, Hey, this is a, like a loyalty thing. Like, let's go do this. And, and then the coach got released and my brother and I decided the best thing for us was to, to decommit from Brown and reopen up our recruitment. And then, Idaho came in the picture, and when we took our visit up here, um, we we pretty much closed off our recruitment on every other school because yeah. we just absolutely fell in love with Moscow. It's just such an amazing area. It was it's the perfect fit, and uh, being able to come here with my brother and now my cousin plays basketball at the University of Idaho with us <laughs> as well. You know, it's just been it's been amazing. And, and, and be honest, did you fall in love with the K- Kibbe Dome because you grew up playing NCAA? No, I fell in love with the Kibbe Dome because I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and it's freaking freezing. I want to play <laughs> inside where it's warm. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> I, absolutely, I absolutely love the Kibbe Dome. Oh, who doesn't? And, 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 
<laughs> and before I let you go, do you mind if I, I fire off? We, we like to do seven rapid fire questions that we call seven rounds of rapid fire. Do you mind if I fire those off for you and you just hit me with Let's whatever comes? Perfect. So first of all, is there a reason you wear number 80? Because uh, it was given to me when I showed up my freshman year. <laughs> Who's your favorite all-time <laughs> athlete? Uh, all-time, that's tough. That's tough because uh, I, w- I would say Shaq. Yeah. I okay. love Shaq. That's I a good answer. I love Shaq's in my house. <laughs> What's your favorite lift in the weight room? My favorite lift in the weight room, bench press. Good answer. Everybody loves a good bench press. What's your go-to pump-up song? <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know. I've been listening to a little bit of EDM lately. Ooh, I might lean somewhere that way. Um, I uh, let's let's just say pump the jam. Not that that is, but let's just let's say that just for for troll purposes. Perfect. That's an awesome answer. <laughs> What's your go-to cheat meal? Oh, McDonald's quarter pounder, <laughs> so good. And and what's Matt your what what's your number one video game right now? Oh, Warzone! I love dropping into the Warzone with my <laughs> friend. Oh, and, and you know, I'm I'm changing it. PGA the Masters, the new PGA Masters game where you can play Augusta National and we can play the U.S. Open course right now. You can play LA x golf course it's freaking fantastic that's a perfect answer and, and finally i'm canadian so i've got to ask what's your favorite thing about canada well probably my girlfriend who lives in, up in canada oh She's really there so yeah she she runs track here and uh been up to, she's from vancouver so i've been up there a couple times i, I really like canada oh i love that that's Very, awesome pretty much america <laughs> and america just, is pretty much canada yeah just a little colder up here <laughs> Yeah, just a tiny bit colder. What part of Canada are you from? Uh, out in Toronto. Yeah, I can hear the accent. It's awesome. Out, <laughs> out and about. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Hayden. <laughs> I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me, man. And, and good luck with the upcoming season. Uh, I, I love the, the direction you guys are headed. Thanks. It should be exciting, man. You have a, You have a great rest of your day. Thanks for having me. Thanks, dude.